welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, us. It's Ariel and Raylene. Hello. <laughs> that was almost a wolf's howl. Um, <laughs> Getting in the is, spirit. This is not our Halloween episode. Our next no. episode is our Halloween episode. Mm -hmm. um, today is just a normal episode. It feels like things have been pretty crazy lately. Like we've yes. had loads of special episodes and even like last week's update episode was my birthday episode. Mm -hmm. So it feels like we haven't just had a normal old boring update where we talk about what we're reading, talk about books we've bought. So I'm excited. I've got I've got a big pile. <laughs> oh, that's good because I have almost no pile because I packed up my books recently. That's oh, yeah, something that I guess I haven't talked about on the actual podcast yet. Yeah, give uh, the people the update. Yeah, I'm moving at the beginning of November. Ooh. It just kind of happened, and um, so I'm in a mad dash to like get rid of things and pack things. So I decided to pack up my books because I thought it was going to take me a really long time. But it took me like an hour. So now all my books are packed up <laughs> and I have about three weeks until I move. I'm like, oh, classic. <laughs> but that's OK. <laughs> it's fine. I left out a handful of books so that, you know, if I want to read something, I'm like, those are the books I have to choose from. There's like a selection of three books. And I've also got the library. So that's all good. So, yeah. That's, we got that's digital books, audio books. There's yeah, exactly. Loads can, of options. I can always find something to read. So, yeah, I won't have many books to photograph. So I've actually chosen like one of my library books I'm going to talk about that I haven't read oh, yet. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I think we should start with a book haul, but I don't know <laughs> if you have any books to haul. I have one. <laughs> I do have one, and I can okay. do my library book as like a little library. Okay, yeah, and all. yeah, 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 perfect. Oh, you want me to start? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, this is like dramatic. looking off into the distance, and I'm like, what's happening? Oh, you would like me to start? <laughs> oh, yes, I can certainly start. My haul is very small, and then it sounds like yours is large, so. It is, it is. <clears throat> we'll go with that. Okay, so this first one is kind of fun because you sent it to me. So um, oh, if you yes. guys will remember in episode 100, Ariel and I bought books for each other based on our recommendation requests, and unfortunately, I owned one of the books already that Ariel got for me. Yes. So, um you so graciously sent me another one and I just got it the other day. So this is super exciting because I had never heard of this book and it's super random, but also perfect. And it is called The Plotters by Unsu Kim. And um, I got the hardcover. I don't know if it has different covers, but I got this it does. cool orange hardcover. And um, gosh, what is it about? It's about assassins or a yes. assassin. And it sounds super cool. And there's some guy named Old Raccoon, which is intriguing. <laughs> there's mention of like a kind of a trio of quirky young women. There's a convenience store clerk, her wheelchair bound sister and a cross eyed librarian. <laughs> it just Amazing. Sounds, sounds wild. I'm really, really excited about this book. Um, so this is based off of me looking for parasite-esque books. So yes. I'm excited to see how this stacks up. But it gets pretty good reviews. I looked it up and it seems to be a pretty solid book. I was going to ask if you'd looked it up. So, mm -hmm. right. Uh, exactly like you explained, for our 100th episode, we bought each other books. Yeah. And for that, I had like a list of options, oh, right? I, I had too. like, I don't know, seven books that I was like, okay, these are my top contenders. And then I started doing extra research into all seven of those, reading more reviews, trying to figure yeah. them out. Are they actually like Parasite? Are they actually something I think Raylene would like? And I got to the two that I picked. Um, 
And then when you already had one, I was like, oh, damn. Okay, I'll just buy another one from the list. And this yeah. was, it was funny. And I'm kind of like annoyed, but it's, it doesn't matter. It all worked out. But like at the end, it was between this book and Out. And I couldn't oh. decide which one. And I just decided to go with Out for almost no reason. I was like, that one sounds really perfect. I'll just yeah. go with that one. Um, so when you were like, I already have Out. I'm like, fine, I'll just get you the other one though. <laughs> what you were thinking um, of doing anyway <laughs> exactly so this one i found because i was like all of the all of them had different methods for how i found them right okay. i was like looking up different search results books about uh rich families books about servants at mm -hmm. a rich family books about fancy houses like all sorts of different yeah. kind of search terms. This one, I just was looking at Korean translations. Okay. That was it. I was just looking at lists and lists of Korean translated books. And most of them I was like, nope, nope, nope. Because they're like, obviously not like Parasite. Most aren't mm -hmm. like Parasite. But then this one had some things that felt like Parasite to me. The assassin thing, the like yeah. hashtag murder vibes. <laughs> and the... um. The, like quirky characters and yeah i just there was a couple of things that seemed really cool and it mm. was korean translated so i was like yeah it's perfect perfect but then really i actually had a giant debacle trying to pick which cover oh <laughs> because there's like there's two in canada i guess the hardcover one that i think is really cool um and then a really cool paperback but i didn't like it as much as this cover but this cover is hardcover and i was yeah. like oh god it was it was a real tale <laughs> of woe but anyway i chose the hardcover well it kind of worked out because both of the books you got from me are hardcovers so they can like live together they can go on together yeah, yeah that's cute i like that it is very cute so yeah so that's one of the the, the only book i got recently because now that i'm moving i'm like absolutely not buying any books like i Smart. just am not allowed to do that um but i went to the library like i said and i got um when i arrived at the castle by emily carroll which we were yes. talking about recently because we were talking about through the woods by emily carroll and this one i'm gonna read it very soon because it's so it's super small actually i was telling you about this ariel it's like i don't know maybe like less than 50 pages like it's yeah. very skinny it's like a kid like a kids book sized book almost mm -hmm. it's oversized and very small so super excited about this one and just flipping through like i'll post some pictures of the art on the instagram yeah. because it's gorgeous it's similar to through the woods but not exactly the same but it's got the same color palette and is very spooky and yeah it's very cool so i will definitely post some of those so i'm excited to read that that's um on my up next to read because it's looks very halloweeny mm. mm -hmm. did i tell the podcast about the pink tree in front of my window not recently you may have <laughs> a long time ago <laughs> did something happen so, yes something oh. bad happened oh no okay so as everyone knows i bought a house almost a year ago can you believe it Raylene? can you believe it that is wild i can't believe no it's only been a year in some ways but also it's like wow that year went by fast <laughs> i know november 26th is the year anniversary but anyways um i bought this house moved in and i have a lot of dreams for the outside of this house oh yeah but it's just 
it's there's a million things to do there's like approximately one million things to do in this house and you know because you move in and you're so excited and you see all the dreams you want to do everything but you mm-hmm. just can't but anyway one of the things i want to do is like plant some cool trees outside i live in like a very rural area with enough land that i could plant a couple of cool trees it already has a lot of trees but like there's just some like yard area so anyway i bought this pink tree it's called a prairie fire crab apple tree so if people want to look it up it's like this bright pink tree and it was bright pink when i planted it now like all the leaves the little pink flowers are gone and it's just like a sort of kind of looks autumnal but it has a lot of pink berries on it oh cute like little red berries it's really adorable anyways woke up came downstairs tree was broken in three pieces smashed (gasps) to smithereens what? It was genuinely <laughs> one of the saddest things that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Um, I planted the tree right in front of my office window because I like looking out at the birds that go on. We put a bird feeder right next to it. And mm. so like I love watching the birds and the pink tree and I can just imagine the tree growing big. It's going to be beautiful. Anyways, it got like, how do I explain? The tree was like a capital Y like the letter Y, a capital Y. So it had its root or like its stem and then it branched it off too. Those Mm -hmm. two tall arms split off and fell down. So I don't know if it was like some horrible squirrel attack who was trying (laughs) to get to the bird seed. A fat squirrel. Like a horribly fat, savage squirrel (laughs) that just wanted to rip everything apart. Or if it was, apparently it was really windy, like really, really windy. So it might have just like torn it. But anyways, now me and my dad bandaged it up. It looks like it's been to the hospital. It (laughs) has all these little bandages. It's so sad. (laughs) Anyway, that's my tale of woe. It's really upsetting. I'm sorry that that happened to you. I just felt like I I needed to tell somebody, you know, when you're you're in pain, you just got to talk about it. (laughs) Got to share. Really, I got a lot of books. Yeah, what happened? So, oh, what man. did you do? I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> they all they all arrived to my house for good reasons. Okay? okay. So, first of all, let's start with this book. The Selected I haven't hauled this yet, right? <laughs> the Selected no. Journals of Ellen Montgomery, Volume 2, 1910 to 1921. You are too funny. So, everyone now knows that I'm on an Ellen Montgomery binge kick. Uh, mainly of buying her books, less reading <laughs> yeah. them. Anyway, I was, I'd heard of these, I'd heard of these journals that like, she was like a prolific journal writer, wrote intensively detailed journals her whole life, which yeah. makes, I'm like, who's got the time? But now that I think about it, I'm like, <laughs> it was 1910. You weren't yeah, what tweeting else were you your stupid do? thoughts. Yeah. So we were in a used bookstore when we were visiting my boyfriend's family. We were, and we po- just popped into this store and i saw this journal and i was like oh i've seen these i wonder if these are cool and i just pulled it down literally opened it to a completely random page and i need to read to you this one little paragraph which okay. is why i had to buy this book why i didn't buy volume one why i was oh, like oh you don't even have volume one that's interesting no <laughs> maybe i will get volume one i think you have to i think i have to too i don't know how many volumes there are but anyway again what i'm like jumping into the middle of I don't know. This is a diary entry. They seem like long diary entries, but yeah. Okay. I scrolled back far enough. September, tw- I guess you don't scroll in a paperback book. <laughs> That's pretty dark. Uh-oh. <laughs> September 22nd, 1912. And I'm just cutting into the middle of a section. Again, one evening when we had company to tea, 
I was pouring out the tea, Stella rudely exclaimed to me, Put more cream in the tea, Maud. I am not stingy in regard to my rations of cream. Do I not remember Oliver Wendell Holmes' dictum? Big heart never loved little cream pot. <laughs> <laughs> but even if I had been, it was not Stella's place to insult the mistress of the house like that. She really resented the fact that she could not sit at the head of the table and pour the tea herself. I could hardly keep the tears of mortification out of my eyes to be insulted like that in the presence of members of my husband's congregation was really too much. <laughs> so, wow. That's a, a night of drama for Lucy Maud. <laughs> Somebody asked her to pour more cream and she was like, "This is the class How struggle." How dare you? <laughs> that's adorable. I, I was so enchanted by that and also there's a photo of Stella in the oh, book and um, I just think this is incredible. <laughs> so I ordered this a really long time ago, actually. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And it never showed up. And I don't know why. But So at that time, I ordered seven books. I only mm. meant to order six. Two of them were your books, actually. Yeah, I, was, I, I think. remember that. Um, I accidentally ordered two copies of the selected journals of Ellen Montgomery. So I'm, <laughs> I don't know how. So I'm going to have to return one of them. But that's fine. But basically what happened was I got shipped like your two books first together. Yeah. The next two books got shipped together. And then this book, the copy of this book, and one other book that I ordered, a poetry collection, were all just stuck. They never sent. Oh, and then eventually I got an email from Indigo that was like, we don't have that poetry collection anymore. So we're just going to send you the journals of Ellen Montgomery. I was like, why? If you had the journals, <laughs> why didn't you send those before? I don't know. So they got held in hostage. But anyway, now I own it. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I think that that will be really fun to read eventually. The next book I want to talk about is I'm going to talk about because it's also purple. <laughs> why not? Theme. This is really exciting, Raylene. I got... The collector's edition, <gasps> hardcover version of Sheets I'm by Miss Brenna Thumbler. So wow. everyone listening here knows Brenna Thumbler, official friend of the pod. Mm -hmm. um, we love Brenna. We love Sheets. We love everything that Brenna does and touches. So this was a surprise. I didn't... Um, this isn't even out yet. Well, no. When this podcast comes out, it will be out. So ladies and gentlemen um, and people of the pod, if you're interested in this book, definitely check it out. It's out now. Um, but it's not available yet. And I just got it in the mail. And Brenna sent me a cute little note. Really? Aww. I want to cry. So, so there's cute. a cute little note in there that just, uh, actually, I'll read you the first line because it kind of is about you too. <gasps> Ariel, your podcast has ignited my new love for reading. Oh. And, and it goes on from there. So basically, this is to the pod and really loved getting it, loved her little note, loved this hardcover. It's beautiful. And it has some like bonus material and stuff in there. That's so. awesome. Anyways, oh, yes, really excited so about cute. that. And now I feel like maybe I need to reread Sheets. Probably. <sighs> Amazing. All right. Now I have the books I have. These are, this, is, this is like the randomest haul I've ever done in my entire life. Okay, next up, we have this 1,200-page biography of <gasps> Sylvia Plath. <laughs> Pardon me? Wow, that thing is huge. It's what? so giant. I didn't know such a thing existed. <laughs> 
Red Comet, the short life and blazing <laughs> art of Sylvia Plath. Short life, but still worthy of 1,200 pages, That's apparently. enormous. Wow. It's freaking massive. To be fair, the font isn't small. So maybe it, they were like, let's go That's with nice. a reasonably sized font, even if that means the book is going to be the size approximately of 18 bricks stacked you know, together. I, I always prefer that. I'd rather have a big font and a yeah, big book. I agree. Um, so this is not a book I would have bought myself, but it was um, Penguin sent me a, like they every month Penguin sends me a letter and they're like, these are our new books. Um, are you interested in any of them? Usually mm -hmm. I say no these days because I only want books that I actually think I would want to read yeah. or I'm excited about. But I thought this sounded so cool. I didn't realize how giant it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mistake, I guess. Um, but this was a Pulitzer Prize finalist. Oh. And I was like, wow, like a biography getting that much praise is really That's interesting. Cool. And um, I do really love reading about writers. So mm -hmm. here we go. Red Comet. So like I said... Um, asterisk, asterisk, this was sent to me. Thank you. My last two books, really. Wow. I'm hyped on both of these. I got them for my birthday. So one of them's a hardcover, but I don't have to read it. <laughs> and I won't because it's The Count of Monte Cristo. <gasps> oh, it's pretty though. I love those copies. Yes, the cloth bound uh, classics. So I, and then the, the second book is Jane Eyre by <gasps> Miss Charlotte Bronte. Oh, I'm Bronte. glad that you got a nice copy of that. I know. So basically in the last few weeks, my family, it started with me and my mom, but then as people are in my house and leaving my house, people join in on the adventures of, I'm rewatching all of my old period dramas, right? Mm, and right. we rewatched Jane Eyre, which has always been my favorite. And God damn it, is it good? And I was just like, how have I not read this? This is just mm -hmm. crazy. This is just absurd. I want a beautiful copy. And this has always been my favorite copy whenever I see these at the bookshop. Yeah. Just as it's a vintage classic edition, but obviously I'll post a photo on the Instagram. It's like these gray scaled, really pretty, oh, beautiful. beautiful. So I got that i'm really excited about it but literally for the exact same reason we re-watched the count of monte cristo on my birthday oh. and that movie is so good it's like one of my family's favorite movies but it is just i really recommend if people are like looking for an action adventure exciting movie like it's so good. have you seen it really oh i haven't seen <gasps> it you i don't know i think you would love it it's just pure like a good story you know yeah. like revenge it's the ultimate revenge story mm -hmm. so we watched it and i was like again i was like how have i not read this and i was like probably because it's like 1200 pages yeah, that's part of it. um my mom has like infamously in my family been reading it for like 20 years <laughs> <laughs> she just like reads a page every month and she's like yeah that. i'm reading that um I, I do want to just say my mom's a great reader. She reads a lot. It's just like become a joke that for some reason, the Count of Monte Cristo, she yeah. just hasn't been able to get through. But I talked about it to my patrons and they were all like, it's actually a quicker read than you think. I know. Like, that's what I hear. Like, I've heard so many good things about that book. And it's like, yeah. you will actually like get really into it and kind of fly through it. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You've read so. the, the Three Musketeers, right? Yes. So good. So, and so this good. is the same author. Yeah, like I have so, full faith in Dumas to write a great story. So Also, this has a great font. <laughs> um, so you might be wondering, Ariel, if you picked it, how is it a present? 
Connor's parents gave me a gift card to Chapters for my birthday, and so I bought these two. So I'm counting those as presents, and I'm not going to be picking up the Count of Monte Cristo next. Okay, that's that's a loophole. That's a gray area. I will admit, I don't know if I agree with it, but you do you. <laughs> that just so, means I can do the same thing. If I yeah. get a gift card at my birthday, I can also buy a hardcover, and nobody Hell yeah. can say anything. <laughs> I will give you a pass for sure. Um, because I really wanted to get it, but like the, it's forty dollars, like because it's yeah. so big and fancy. And I was like, I would never buy it on my own, and I'm not going to buy it if I have to read it. And I was like, it's the birthday present special. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think we should do? I think on our next book club poll, we should put that one on there just to see what happens. Wow. <laughs> nope. I disagree full, fully, wholeheartedly. As the second queen of this podcast, I veto that idea immediately. Damn it! I thought it would be funny. <laughs> Um, all right, I guess we should talk about what we've read. Yeah. Um, have you finished anything that you would like to review, Raylene? I feel like I have. I'm just, uh, thinking back. Well, the most recent book I read was Long Division by Kiese Langman. Oh, I actually you did read that. It. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it took me, like, almost two weeks to read it, though, which I wasn't expecting, but that's hmm. partly because I'm busy and distracted with moving, moving. and packing and that yeah. kind of stuff and um planning my wedding <laughs> that's happening <laughs> you know <laughs> we're actually we're actually working on that so um i've just been really distracted so i haven't been reading much but i i liked it i didn't love it unfortunately mm. and it wasn't Damn. just because of my, the way i read it like it the first okay because the, the way the book is broken down is yeah. there's the first half and then there's the second half and they're both two different storylines but the basically the same main character in two different like time time periods oh, okay and the first one i just didn't really connect with the first storyline as much but in the second storyline it takes place in 1985 and this is the storyline where there's like time travel involved the first okay. storyline is just kind of like a regular like kid going to high school you know, participating in a competition and then something happens at the competition that makes him famous and like online, he just kind of goes viral. And then like, that's kind of just the storyline. There's not really much, much more to it than that. But the second storyline is like really cool and involves time travel and kind of ties together things from the first part of the book mm. so it all kind of it, it i just found the second part to be a lot more engaging than the first part so okay. all in all it was just like an okay read for me but it was very unique like very unusual book that i definitely recommend if people are looking for something different and um interesting and it is quite funny at times the main character has a really snarky voice and he mm. he like the competition that he takes part in is like uh basically constructing a, a really cool sentence competition like it's kind of like set up like a spelling bee but it's like you get one word and then they have to come up with a really cool dynamic sentence using that word um and so he's really like into words and he's really good at crafting hmm. sentences and stuff so he the way he talks is really really interesting and fun to read about um but yeah it was just fine it was a fine book the other book i read i actually reread through the Woods by Emily Carroll. <gasps> Emily Carroll. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited to hear. Did you still love it? Um. Okay. Yes. I still really, I would say really liked it. Okay. I did. The, when I first read it, it was, I gave it five stars and I've been sitting on that five stars for like eight years or whatever since I last <laughs> read it. And I was like, you know what? Do I still love it as much as I think I did? And I would say just a little bit less, just a little bit less okay. in my enjoyment, but it was still really good. Um, Like the, the art obviously is what really like 
amplify as the stories because mm. I found that a lot of the stories there are kind of vague a little bit. Yeah, like there are some that. the way they end, you're like, what exactly just happened? Right. So as long as you're okay with like unusual and kind of vague endings, um, it can be a really great book. But if you don't enjoy that kind of thing, I could see it being kind of like annoying. But it's beautiful. It's spooky. It definitely I wouldn't say is like super scary. I had a like memory in my head of it being like really scary but i don't think it was as scary as i remembered it to be so that's something good for people who aren't really into scary stuff it's it's spooky for sure mm. but it's not like absolutely terrifying yeah but there is that one story the story right in the middle that one is the spookiest <laughs> one the one with the brothers mm. yeah that one i like that one the best that one is spooky i wish it was longer that's my only complaint i guess is i wish the stories were a bit longer yeah because they were really cool and like I would have I would have loved for them to go on forever. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um yeah. well, the book we can both talk about is Mooncakes. That's true. Yes, I knew there was another book I was forgetting. <laughs> we both read Mooncakes. Yeah. So, this is fun because what a quick turnaround. We bought it together a month ago and That's then true. we both just read it. That's amazing. Um so this is what, what was that i was about to say a specific thing about this oh yes we started it together on our live show mm -hmm. on our patreon we do a live show the first sunday of every month mm -hmm. um so if you want to join us for those <laughs> check out the patreon oh, yeah. um but anyways what was i saying we we started this together and it was so much fun we then planned to keep reading it together but like our schedules just didn't align damn mm -hmm. it so we finished it on our own so i'm curious like how you felt about it yeah i um i would say i really enjoyed the beginning like the yeah. introduction to the characters and the there's like a bookshop that's called the yeah. black cat and they have a bunch of black cats and it's run by witches so yeah i would say i really enjoyed the beginning of the book like the introduction to the characters and this yeah. little town and um it's fun because there's witches one of the characters is a werewolf yeah. so you don't really have any kind of just normal human characters in the book so much there are a few but it's it's lots of yeah, you know, no. supernatural folk and yes. that was really fun um so i really enjoyed that i loved the setting it's very very autumnal and beautiful and yeah. so that was really good um but once the story actually got going i kind of felt disconnected from a little bit i don't know yeah. if you felt the same way the, uh, really i felt exactly the same way yeah like the plot just wasn't that interesting to me and it was kind of like why is this happening yeah why is this one werewolf so important i don't yes, understand that didn't make <laughs> sense i agree that didn't make any sense i probably three or four times and i don't know if this is just me but three or four times while reading the book i genuinely thought i'd skipped a page did, <laughs> yeah, did you have that ever or I, I, I definitely yeah there like, were a couple times that i flipped back because i was like did i miss something yeah i was like did i miss something what why it just felt like it was jumping forward a little bit to like we're in the middle of a battle and i'm like why <laughs> yeah like, i just feel like it's kind of skimmed over some of the backstory a little bit yeah at first i was like oh it'll explain it later but then it never really did yeah so yeah, so like I I liked it, but I was expecting a little bit more from it, I guess. I agree. And, I yeah. really agree. I think we felt the same way about it because when we first started it, I was yeah. like, oh my God, I love this. The, I mean, throughout consistently, the illustrations are beautiful. Mm -hmm. The um, Just the vibe, 
I guess, the aesthetic, the ambiance, like mm-hmm. you said, is this warm, witchy, autumnal, like either you're in a bookshop or you're doing spells in a magical forest. Yeah. Like it's like really cute and beautiful. And that at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, I could see myself really loving this story. Mm-hmm. But as it went along, I was like, oh no, it's just for me <laughs> turning into like, a fantasy story that I don't really yeah. care about anymore. And I I felt like the character development was really one note in that mm-hmm. it was like, you know, we have um, Tam, and who's the werewolf character, and then Nova, who is the witch character. Yeah. So I, it was sort of like, they were estranged, they got back together, and now they're in love. And that was like the, that was it. That was like most of the, their, yeah. their story. And I was like, okay, that's okay. And then I didn't understand the villain character. I was like, yeah, where did she come out of? Why is she so evil? Like, why? I didn't. There's just a lot of questions. So ultimately, I did enjoy it. I thought it was fun. I didn't like dislike it or anything. But and it felt a little long to me. I was like, weirdly, like it felt like it didn't have enough of the explaining stuff, but yeah. also it went on a little too long, maybe because I was I, I was sitting in that state of not understanding what was going on for <laughs> a little too long. Like it started yeah. to to rub up against me a little bit. I don't understand why it was called Mooncakes because no, Mooncakes moon cakes never made an appearance in the book. They mentioned them once. Yeah, they mentioned them once, but they never ate them. They never ate them. <laughs> um... There might so, be some significance there that I just don't understand because I never really knew what mooncakes were. Maybe it was in those missing pages that we were like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, so this is what everything means. These are what the mooncakes are all about. Yeah. Yeah. I well, okay. So we both read that one. Yeah. But I then read two more books, Raylene. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh ladies and gentlemen, God. she's back. <laughs> it's a role reversal. I'm not going to have read anything by the next time we talk, and you'll have read 16 books. I hope so. That'd be great. <laughs> Get some of my street cred back. Mm-hmm. Um, I read both of the graphic novels you got <gasps> me. Yay! Oh, that's so exciting. I know. And it was such a nice way to spend these last two weeks because yeah. all of these, like literally mooncakes... And then the two books that I'm about to talk to you about are like basically are set in the same world. Like they're set in the same universe. Very the good. theme <laughs> is autumnal cozy. That's the theme. And <gasps> the, it was chill. like that's beautiful. <laughs> Whoa. That makes me want to read them right now. So okay, let's start with the Tea Dragon Society by Kay O'Neill. This is the first one I read. Um I really liked this a lot. If you guys remember, I also read Aquacorn Cove by this author. Mm-hmm. I really loved that one. I liked Aquacorn Cove more. Okay. I don't know why. Maybe it was just, you know, whatever. You never know. Personal mm-hmm. preference. I, the thing about this one, okay, is that it just felt a little too short. I was In wondering fact, about that. Too short. Yeah. It felt too short. Um I believe that this is a children's book, right? Mm, yeah. So I don't think it's supposed to be a big story, like mm-hmm. a big teen graphic novel story or anything. I think it's supposed to be a short story that like right. kids read yeah. and they read over and over again. And there is um, a sequel and a third book. So Yeah, there's a couple. 
I think that there's three books in total in this series. But this drawing style, I swear to God, wow. Like, it's the cutest thing in the world. It is so, the it is like the definition of cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> if someone looked up cute and just the, these, <sighs> these illustrations came yeah. up, they would understand what cute meant. Um, I thought that the character, okay, so this actually, the story turned out to be sort of similar to Mooncakes oh. in that... You have a character who, like, is learning magic. So that's, mm. like, the same as Mooncakes. And then there's a couple, there's um, a queer couple that's sort of elderly that they are oh. learning a lot of stuff from. And it was, like, almost the exact same from that's Mooncakes. <laughs> but, like, this couple is so freaking cool. Like, I can't tell exactly what creature the one of the characters is but like they're not human so mm. similar to mooncakes where there's like so there's these tea dragons and like they're like cute little dragons oh anyway, cute it's so cool it's so cool oh yeah you can see them when they're young here in the bottom um oh cool they're really it was a beautiful story i really can't take anything away from it other than to say I would have loved some more. I would have loved some more depth, a little bit more in like learning about the characters, their backstory, their motivations, maybe yeah. going on a bit of a bigger journey. It's like a very small arc, like a little bump. Okay. It's mainly just atmospheric, but I really loved it. And then the next or the third book that I read, actually the second one I read, but whatever, nobody cares, <laughs> is Taproot by Keezy Young. So this one, a story about a gardener and a ghost. Do you see what I mean? They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> it is, they've all started to blur together in my head a little bit. So the main character is a gardener and they uh, can see ghosts. And then there's yes. this other ghost, Blue, um, or not other ghost, because <laughs> he's not a ghost, but this ghost named Blue, who is like in love with him and they want to be together, but they're sort of like, maybe we shouldn't be together because you're a ghost. <laughs> right. You know, that's but fair. <laughs> that is fair. However, this book literally suffered from the exact same problem as Mooncakes. Okay. Oh, my God. I didn't understand why anything was happening. Mm. Like, there would be these scenes and it was like, did I miss a page? Like, why? It was like there was problems like we can't be together and i'd be like why not and they just wouldn't explain it they'd just be like we just can't and i'm like yeah. okay so that feels like not a real problem yeah. like that doesn't feel like actual stakes or anything mm -hmm. um and then there was like this there's like a reaper who's coming to try and get the gardener because the gardener's a necromancer who can talk to ghosts, but he's <laughs> oh. not registered. And I was like, what? And it was like, <laughs> it was this classic problem I have with like fantasy, urban fantasy stuff where I'm just like, it just feels kind of a little bit cheesy and a, not explained properly. Right, and suddenly right. there's 80 terms I'm supposed to understand, but they weren't explained. So I liked it. Uh, but it had literally the exact same problems for me that Mooncakes had. Um, That's very interesting so, that you read all three of those so close together. I and they know. were all kind of the same in a way. <laughs> yes. Yes, they really were. So that was really interesting, though. But it was really fun to, like, get to read three different graphic novels in the same genre. Because I feel like, I mean, Mooncakes is pretty new. Taproot is new. Mm -hmm. Tea Dragon Society has been around for a while. But now I'm... 
I'm getting up to date with what's going on in graphics wor- graphic uh, novel world. Yeah, what good. would you say was your favorite out of those three that you read? Definitely the Tea Dragon Society. Okay, cool. K. O'Neill is a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it'll be nice because if you read the rest of the books, maybe they'll give you some more of the some more. depth that yeah. you're looking for. I totally agree. K. O'Neill, the this this Tea Dragon Society world is clearly incredibly successful, and has like it has a board game. Raylene. Whoa, really? I didn't know and that. And it looks like the cutest board game oh ever. So I sort of want to try that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, the final thing to talk about when it comes to books uh, and, and the reading of them is what we're currently reading. Oh, what are yeah. you currently reading? Well, I only just started this book, so I can barely even talk about it. But I'm reading The Exorcist Whoa. by <laughs> William Peter Blatty. I know it's like I went all the way in. We were, t- we were talking about cute graphic novels. That's no, I'm the reading, opposite. That's I'm the reading opposite of the most horrendous society. demonic thing of all time. Um, so, yeah, I just actually... Um, I mean, I, I know I said earlier that I am not buying books because, uh, I'm moving, but I was at the thrift store dropping stuff off and I was like, I'll just go have a look. And they happened to have this book, which I have been looking for because I have a friend who a few months ago, we were like, we should read The Exorcist. And I was like, but I don't have a copy. So we'll see what happens. Like I want to read it for October, but I don't, I don't even have it. And then I just happened to find it and I was like, this is too perfect. I'll make this my next read. And so it's fine. So yeah, so I just started it last night. I'm only on page 22. um, So it's still in the beginning phases. I have seen the movie, but only once. So I don't have like a super vivid image of what's going to happen in my mind. Like I know Mm. there are some things that I definitely remember because they don't leave your brain once you've seen them. But... But I'm really excited to read the book because one of my other friends also loves this book. So I'm oh. super hyped to be reading it. Feels like the perfect Halloween read. I wasn't yeah. really sure. Like I had a bunch of kind of fall books lined up, but I didn't have any that were really like horror books so much. Yes. Like I have a couple, yes. but this one feels like the most horror book I could be reading. So I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. I did not know that that was book. Yeah. I thought it was just a movie because the movie is obviously so famous and iconic. Mm-hmm. Well, this book came out. Let's see when it came out. 1971, baby. Oh, yeah. wow. That's one of those movies. Maybe maybe you're not the same, but I feel like you're the same. Like when you were a kid, mm. that was like one of the movies you were not allowed to watch. <laughs> I don't think I even knew about this movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, it's just like, and even as a teenager, I was scared to watch it. I'm like, that's, it just for me had this like aura around it where I'm like, that's going to be spooky as hell. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I watched it a few years ago and my friend was like, this is the scariest movie you'll ever watch. And I watched it and I was like, that wasn't that scary. And she was like, what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) So I don't know if I'm just desensitized to horror movies, but. Maybe as an, maybe as adults. It takes a lot more to to shake us. Shake us definitely. Up. Definitely. I would say The Ritual is a movie that has scared me in the past couple of years. And that's one of the few mm. that has actually scared me. So shout out to The Ritual. Is it good or did it just scare you? No, it's good. It's really good. Oh, I really liked okay. it. But it kind of like creeps you out. Gets under your skin <laughs> a little bit. But it's good. It's <laughs> I was thinking about watching a horror movie tonight because uh happy thanksgiving to all of our canadians last week by the time you listen to this today slash tomorrow is thanksgiving here in canada 
Um, I say today slash tomorrow because, like, I think technically it's tomorrow, but yeah, it's ev- the Monday, a lot of but people it, yeah. celebrate it on Sunday. I'm going to be eating Thanksgiving dinner tonight and tomorrow. So. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. you get two. That's the perks awesome. of having uh, two different families in my yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We're just doing the one tomorrow, but I was thinking it might be a good occasion to watch a scary movie. That's a great it's, idea. It's October. I'm going to do that too, is, actually. Thanksgiving is basically proto-Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah, way. so I, I need to find it. So maybe I'll watch the trailer for The Ritual. You should. It's really good. I recommend it. Spooky. Mm-hmm. Well, the book I'm currently reading, I'm like, also like you, I've only just started, but it's The Elephant in the Room, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry. I am in the middle of People from My Neighborhood <gasps> yes, by Hiromi Kawakami. Um, I'm really excited to read this. And I meant to, I, I, I've been carrying it around with me everywhere. <laughs> But I just, when I got all these graphic novels into my life, I was like, I just kept picking them up. So, you know, you, you, at this point in my reading year, I can't force myself to read anything because clearly no. if, if, my, if my brain wants to read something, I'm going to let it do that. Um, As you should. But I am very excited. I've started this. It's delightful so far. If you remember, oh, they're micro stories. Mm-hmm. So they're tiny stories um some of them are like just a page some of them are like four pages but like also this book is really short so when i say four pages it's probably like one normal sized page yeah <laughs> um it's cool though it's it's odd i don't know i've only read the first few but i don't know if like by the time i get halfway through or near the end if it will feel frustrating that, that they're all so short but yeah. so far that's not bothering me okay that's good i wonder if they'll feel like do they feel connected like are they all kind of from the same neighborhood or like is that just the title you're right i hadn't thought about that um i'll get back to you okay (laughs) we'll see i feel like that could be cool if they're like interconnected short stories it could feel like it's not super short because they're all connected it's almost like a novel in a way but yeah i guess we'll see yeah we'll find out together cool um all right it's time for book news so last week I had so much book news. I guess this was two weeks ago, but there was so much book news that yeah. I kind of had to cut out this story. Oh, okay. And I was like, I mentioned it in passing, but I wanted to go a little more in depth into it because it's actually really, really interesting. And that is the book shortage. So let's talk about this, ladies and gentlemen. There is a book shortage going on. What? You may have noticed, if you're like the kind of person, if you're like the kind of book person who follows a lot of authors or follows publishing houses on Instagram, say, or Twitter or something, you probably will have noticed that books keep being delayed. Like, they will be like, this is, well, for example, Sheets by Brenna Thumbler, the collector's edition, was supposed to come out in September, and then it got pushed to October. Like, things are getting delayed a little bit. Um, This is because of this book shortage. It's a supply problem. You, listening to this podcast, you probably heard about supply problems in all sorts of different areas. Like, there's a lot of supply problems going on, sort of because of COVID. It's like... COVID is exacerbating a lot of other problems. Mm -hmm. We all know about the labor shortage. This is interesting. The labor shortage is fascinating to me. There's a lot to study there. Um, But obviously, there's a lot of um, jobs and areas of work where there's a lot less employees right now than usual. 
slash because of COVID, there's a lot of factory slowdowns or shipment slowdowns. So there's all along the supply chain, there's Mm -hmm. these like bottlenecks that there usually aren't. So right now, it's absolutely affecting publishing and it's affecting books. So I was reading about this. Fascinating. I will put... God, I hope I remember, but I will put the two main articles that I read a few different articles, but there was two main ones that I really took a lot away from. Okay. One is from uh, Business Insider. Whoa. Ooh. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> um, this one is called Bestsellers May Be Harder to Come By as Booksellers Struggle with Supply Chain Disruptions. And the other one is from CNN Business. Okay, wow. Apparently I read business pages now. Yep. Why authors and booksellers want you to order your holiday gifts now. <gasps> um, so first of all, there's a paper shortage. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, what? That's crazy. I know. It's fascinating. So if anyone is doing any home construction right now, you will know that for the last year-ish, but, you know, in the last few months, there's been a lumber shortage. I knew the lumber pr- was really expensive. I didn't yes, know why. Yes, yes, yes. Lumber is really expensive right now because everybody that didn't travel, everyone that's staying at home was like... This is a perfect time to fix my house. And so everyone's using lumber when they usually don't. And so there's no lumber. (laughs) Slash, obviously real estate's doing so well. So there's a lot of people building new stuff. There's no wood. There's not enough wood. Slash, there's a lot of like environmental things going on. So less wood is being cut than usual. Slash, there's a labor shortage. So less paper is being created. So there's these giant lumber and that lumber like paper is wood. So it's all connected. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's this paper shortage and then there's the labor shortage. And then (laughs) I was literally reading, I forget which one of these articles it was in, but it was talking about how like they've had to ration paper. So they've been like, uh, you know, books get a certain amount of the paper that's getting published but there's obviously like other things that need paper so not all of the paper that's being made is being turned into books like other like pamphlets or or whatever so um other people have bought some (laughs) percentages of the paper that's left Mm -hmm. anyway so we're low on paper then there's the shipping problems then there's xyz There's, there's all these interesting problems along the way um then once it finally gets to like where you're supposed to be like if you're in america or if you're in england there's a massive shortage of truck drivers right now lorry drivers as they say in the uk (laughs) so literally once it even gets here it's not getting to the bookshops or getting to the so everything problems along every single step (laughs) isn't that amazingly interesting um so what is the takeaway here Number one, it's all going to be okay. This is not, you should not be alarmed. Don't panic. It's going to work out. Um, a lot of the things that are causing these things are not going to last forever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but if there are books you want for Christmas, order them now. And that's for two reasons. One, shipping is just taking forever. Like, People have noticed that even them ordering books online are taking a little bit longer than usual. Maybe usually you get books in a week and right now it's taking you two weeks. That like plus 
COVID is still affecting post offices. Like there's still a lot more uh, mail going through the system than there was before COVID. So things are just going to take a lot longer. It makes it easier for literally everyone if you order those books now-ish. Yeah, because around Um, Christmas time, everybody gets so busy. And I remember like pure later was so overtaxed and like just so busy because like at my office we deal with pure later a lot and the guy was always like oh man with christmas coming up and it was like november he's like oh with christmas coming up it's so crazy right now i literally like can't can't do anything else like i'm driving around delivering all the time nonstop. yeah and and i'm sure it'll be like that again this year exactly not much has changed spread it out spread it out if you can order and not just books like if you can order other stuff if you have christmas presents you need to order instead of like buying at a local store order it now give yourself time give everyone some more time don't rely on two-day shipping because that's just at this point cruel mm-hmm. um and the other thing okay this was in the cnn one this is really interesting like thinking about all the uh repercussions really um mid-level authors are particularly vulnerable. With the paper shortage and delays, publishers have to choose which books to prioritize. Waters used Barack Obama's last book, which came out in November 2020, as an example. The initial print run of that book was 3.4 million units, leaving very few resources for other books. If you don't have a lot of resources, quote, you're going to give priority to the books you know are going to make your year. As in fiscal year. So, again, that's so interesting, right? Like, literally, if we don't have as much paper as we usually do, we can't print as many books as we usually do. What books are we going to print? Probably Mm -hmm. the Barack Obamas. The, the, like, ones that are going to sell really well. Screw everyone else. (laughs) And it says on this article, pre-ordering a book is one of the best things a consumer can do because it gives uh, gives a signal to publishers that people do care about those smaller books. Absolutely. So if there are books that you're still excited about that are coming out in the last quarter of the year or maybe even the the first quarter of next year, give those books a pre-order. Um, it will prioritize that those books get printed and stuff. Mm-hmm. But obviously, this is also a great occasion to use your library. If for some reason you can't get a book, you can do the ebook or the audiobook. But isn't that fascinating? I thought that it whole is. that whole yeah. thing was really interesting. The final piece of uh, second and final piece of book <laughs> news I wanted to chat about was that the Giller Prize was announced. Ooh. Well, the shortlist. I don't remember if we talked about the long list. Did we talk about the long list? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. I don't know if we missed it or not. But anyways, the short list has been announced. It's so funny. The light is directly in my eyes and I'm like squinting and I just looked in the camera. Raylene, my face just looks like a white giant. I know. Like, I didn't want to say anything, bulb. but you do look like a white beam of light. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The short listed books are... What Strange Paradise by Omar El Akkad, mm. Glorious Frazzled Beings by Angelique Lalonde, mm. The Son of the House by Chaluchi Onyemeluque Onuobia, and The Listeners by Jordan Tannehill, and Fight Night by Mer- Miriam Taves. Oh, Taves. Yeah. Her last name looks like. T- t- I don't even know what it looks like, actually. Tuos? Tuos. <laughs> Taves. So the only book I recognize from that is Fight Night. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these books sound really, they all sound really hard-hitting. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, What's Strange Paradise is about the refugee crisis. Um, Glorious Frazzled Beings is a sh- is a short story collection, actually. Mm. Um, but it's about like grief and loss, and like there's ghosts and el- elderly mother's tragic death. It says <laughs> in the synopsis. Um, the son of the house says the lives of two Nigerian women divided by class and social inequality. Oh, We've wow. got uh, the listeners. What's that one about? I actually forgot to look that one up. Hmm. Oh, a, propuls- a propulsive literary page turner about a family torn apart by a mother's obsession with a sound that no one else can hear. That sounds oh. really cool. That sounds like the vegetarian. Yeah, Do you know that's what interesting. I mean? Yeah. Okay, and then. Fight night. I just love saying fight night. <laughs> it reminds me of like Time Cat. What is fight night about? I have um, for- no idea. Oh, it's about the person. It's a kid, nine-year-old living in Toronto with her pregnant mother who is raising her while caring for her own elderly, frail, yet extraordinarily lively mother. So the little girl gets expelled from school. These books all sound like you you can't just read them like in a cheerful moment. Yeah. <laughs> They're um, fall reads for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even winter. Maybe even winter reads. Yeah. So there you go. Giller Prize, Canadian. Very good. Maybe the main. Ca- well, that and the Governor Generals, I guess, are the two mm-hmm. big Canadian prizes. Ah, there's the news. All right, Raylene. What is your book olds? Well, this this time around, I. I was a little lazy, maybe, because I kind of uh, took it from from somewhere else. Um, this is this book I'm about to give a shout out to is the Bellatrist Book Club book for this month, and it just sounded so cool, and I wanted to recommend like a cool horror kind of book for since it's Halloween month. So I am going to be recommending this one. It's called The Between by. Uh, Tanana Reeve Du or Due, I'm not sure how to say her last name, but this one sounds super cool. It came out in 1995, which we can say is a book old because it's almost as old as us. Oh god, <clears throat> and we're old. <laughs> <laughs> so here is the synopsis off of Goodreads. Also, it was actually just reissued. Like, there's a new cover that just came out this year, um, so it looks super cool. It's oh. an older book, but it has a really cool new cover, and I want to read it, but my library doesn't have it, so I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset by this. Anyway, so here's the synopsis. When Hilton was a boy, his grandmother sacrificed her life to save him from drowning. 30 years later, he begins to suspect that he was never meant to survive that accident and that dark forces are working to rectify that mistake. When Hilton's wife, the only elected African-American judge in Dade County, Florida, begins to receive racist hate mail from a man she once prosecuted, Hilton becomes obsessed with protecting his family. The demons lurking outside are matched by his internal terrors, macabre nightmares, more intense and disturbing than any he has ever experienced. Are these bizarre dreams the dark imaginings of a man losing his hold on sanity, or are they harbingers of terrible events to come? As Hilton battles both the sociopath threatening to destroy his family and the even more terrifying enemy stalking his sleep, the line between reality and fantasy dissolves dun 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 <gasps> so yeah that sounds pretty cool and spooky i like the idea that it's like he was supposed to die and so something is haunting yeah, him years really, later it's, got, it's like a classic horror thing it where it's is. like you're never safe it's coming final, after you final destination you know have you seen the final destination movies no i feel like <gasps> i should watch those though Oh, Raylene, they are so good. They're, like, obviously trash, but, like, in, like, an actual good way. I love trash horror yes they're they're okay i actually think you would probably love these me and my brother love these movies like 
we would we watched them when we were like you know 12 13 14 yeah. whatever and i've been obsessed with them ever since so the first one is incredible the whole concept is there's this um like high school seniors trip and i forget where the hell they're going they're supposed to go to like paris or something they're all getting on the plane Mm-hmm. And then the main character has this premonition. That's what they're, they're all, <laughs> in all of the movies, it's like, you had a premonition. Um, <laughs> he has a premonition. And it's like, uh, the, you don't know it's a premonition when you're first watching it, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like, it looks like the plane explodes and, like, everyone dies. And then he mm-hmm. wakes up and he's like, holy shit, like, that was horrifying. And he starts screaming and he gets off the plane. And then a couple of, he saves a couple of people. Yeah. And then the plane does explode. Mm-hmm. And the idea of all of the Final Destination movies is you were supposed to die. And death is oh, now coming to get you. After you. It's coming to get you in the order you would have died on that plane. Amazing. Um, And then the second movie is the exact same thing, but with a different character. And she witnesses a car crash that's a premonition that does it like a like a like a highway complete giant car crash that doesn't happen the third one is the same thing but on a roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> okay i think i know what i'm watching tonight after they're, Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> they are so insane like they're really kind of dumb because it's literally it's obviously just like a vehicle to have these gruesome deaths happen but they're so fun oh man oh man sorry i got excited there that's they're so good that's okay so yeah um just as a reminder the book is called the between by Mm, tanana reeve do d-u-e um so that sounds really cool and um yeah emma roberts is reading it so you guys should be reading it too (laughs) (laughs) emma roberts is so beautiful yeah she's great i love she's a baby now I know it's so cool that's awesome (laughs) love that for her well everyone thank you for joining us for this episode we hope you guys are having a nice week we are now going to go and record our patreon mini podcast books on bucket where we answer a question that was sent in a bookish question from one of our patrons uh today's question was sent in from katina the question is, I'm not sure if this has been asked before, but I'm wondering have uh, if you have any mashed potato authors. <gasps> I know mashed potato books have been talked about a lot on the pod, but what about authors whose work as a whole you were really intrigued by, but you just keep putting off that their collection? Such an interesting question. I a great that. question. Excited to hear your answers, Raylene. Thank you to all of um, our listeners who are dust jackets and support us on Patreon. If you want to check out our Patreon, it is patreon.com forward slash books unbound. I forgot what it was for a second there. I gapped it. <laughs> um, but also we have our merch available now at booksunboundpodcast.com. If you want to check that out, it's also linked in the show notes. We have an adorable beanie, perfect for your fall needs and a cute <laughs> pin, a cute bookmark and some very cute mugs. So oh, wow. if you enjoy the pod and want to throw a couple coins our way, there's some fun ways for you to do that. Um, yeah. You know what you should do, listener? What? You should send. I like that you're the one. I was like, me? <laughs> you should. Uh, 
You should send this podcast to one of your friends. That's another really helpful way to support the pod. If yeah. you're like, I love the podcast, but I can't help it financially. I get it. We've all been there. But you could spread the love. Send it mm-hmm. to a friend and be like, this is the best podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we love that. All right. Well, I love you guys. We will talk to you guys next week, unless you're a patron, in which we will talk to you in literally 30 seconds. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Bye.